Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts. It is, well, you'll be listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, Tom and I are here after the aftermath of what can only be described as a truly memorable game week. Good for some, not so good for others, Tom. And we're here to talk about captains and captains was the major reason that people had a good or a bad game week, right? Yeah, completely. Yeah, um, it's a pretty brutal week for those that... Um... That, that went without Salah or, or went or moved off Salah for the captaincy. Um, but all I say is it's early days in the season and there's plenty of time mm. to catch up if you did have a bad one. So what we've got to do now is we've got to do a captaincy video where we, well, well obviously we'll, we'll talk about Salah. I think he's, he's going to be a, quite a big focus of this, but we've also got to sure. try and encourage people to take a bit of a gamble and, and go for someone else, right? Is there, any, is there anyone that can, that can match Salah at the moment? Doesn't feel like that way, does it? And I'm not sure if this is the week to uh, to test that, but we will go through the options nonetheless. Um, and even if you're not thinking of maybe captaining some of these players, hopefully we'll offer some insight on why they are good options. Uh, I was going to say, uh, probably not this week, so we'll see you next week and, uh, and start again from there. Yeah. Oh, see yeah, it is, a, it is a strange one. Um, before we go into it, I just want to talk about uh, Fan Team. So Fantasy Scout are partnered with Fan Team. Uh, this year uh, if you haven't checked them out there's a link in the description below they've got the obviously the season long game which I'm sure a lot of people are playing I'm involved in that I'm doing okay uh, if you are playing that uh, Josh and I who won fan team last year do a video uh, every Thursday so check those out on the main channel um, if you're not playing that though you can still get involved you can play the daily games and the daily games they're called monsters and they essentially let you pick a team uh, for the game week uh, that's coming up. So, for example, uh, you could have picked the likes of Foden, you could have picked the likes of Salah, uh, and you would have got a lot of points. And if you get points, you win quite big money and prizes. So there's different um, entry points. You can pay for as little as a pound, uh, ten pound, or I think there's a sixty pound game as well. Uh, massive prize pools, big top prizes, uh, eighteen plus gamble aware, of course. But if you're interested in that, check out the description. Um, yeah, I play each week, and yeah, for a few quid, uh, I haven't won anything yet, but I'm. I'm going to hit the jackpot one day, Tom, surely. 
you know it's, and then, it's gonna happen and i'll leave you behind <laughs> and i'll be sunning myself in the bahamas somewhere <laughs> <laughs> right <Back to> <laughs> yeah absolutely uh right okay let's talk captains then so these are the fixtures uh on the screen um i mean the standout fixtures for me are obviously liverpool v brighton brighton with with good defensive numbers but were torn apart against city at times uh city yeah. v palace uh, looks a good game for City because anyone's a good game for City at the moment. Uh, Chelsea, Newcastle as well. And then I guess Leeds, Norwich, but Leeds are so understrength. So what fixtures are you kind of looking at? Let's, let's, we'll save our salad chat for for a little bit, but is there any other fixtures which are maybe you're, you're thinking that you'd like the look of? I think you immediately look at um, Chelsea going to Newcastle. Um, I mean, at the weekend, I think um, a lot of people will feel like they were burnt by... By Havertz, he seemed to be creating a lot of space for, for others mm. at the weekend and others were, were, were kind of benefiting from his movement. Um, but regardless, this is a good fixture for Chelsea. Newcastle have got, you know, one of the worst defences in the league at the moment, along with um, with Norwich City. They've obviously, in the process of changing manager, they had Graham Jones in the dugout at the weekend. He played a 3-5-2 formation, but um, we saw Benteke cause them quite a few problems, didn't we? Um, we did. So if, if Palace can do that to them, um, you would expect Chelsea to go there and, and, and score at least a couple, I think. Um, yeah. We've got some we've got some good stats on, on Newcastle because defensively they are not performing well, uh, which I'm sure no. a lot of people knew. Before we do that, I just want to talk about Chelsea a little bit more because mm. we, we touched on it at the start. We talked about people who went for Havertz, brought him in, obviously the news of... Lukaku's injury and, and Werner being out meant that people saw that as a kind of an opportunity to bring in someone. Uh, I know a few people took out Diogo Jota because they thought yeah. maybe he wouldn't start. And so not only do you get burned by not having the captain on Salah, you also get doubly burned because you've taken out a player who's getting 12, 13 points for someone who blanks. I, <laughs> I often talk about effective ownership. I often talk about my feelings on it. I've had some interesting debates with people um, about it so far and, and there seems to be more of a kind of consensus that you just can't back against Salah and I guess there's two things with that there's the one argument which is you can't back against Salah because he's the, the league's best player the world's best player at the moment reliable scoring every every week but then you've got the other people who don't want to go against him because of ownership right so you you get absolutely slaughtered if you if you back against him and, and he doesn't he doesn't gamble how does like effective ownership come into your strategy at all because I've, not, I've not really spoken to you about it do, do you do you see it as something to use in that way or do you just completely ignore it and go for whoever you think is going to get the most points no i don't ignore it i, I like to pick the player who i think's got the, the highest ceiling that week and who is the best option but often it comes down to a very close decision and so if I'm in that, in that moment where there's two players, it, it kind of, sometimes I think it depends on the rest of your team. It depends how you're going into a specific game week, if you're confident about the rest of your players. Sometimes you might feel that it is in a week you want to be, I mean, Salah's effective ownership. I mean, what was it the weekend? Was it 160, 170%, something like that? 168 yeah. was. So it's, it's, it's very hard to, to, to say, to bet against Salah when it's that high. This season feels unique though. Last season, I probably would have been more comfortable with it, but the, the way that Salah is playing at the moment, I mean, I think he's already had six double digit hauls this season, which is the same amount that he had throughout the entire campaign last year. Mm. We're in game week nine, we just finished game week nine. So I think at the moment, um, I don't feel particularly comfortable betting against that, but the landscape can change pretty quickly in FPL. I mean, I'm hearing people say, oh, I'm going to perma-captain him up until the AFCON, right up until the end of the mm. year. 
but we, we don't know what's going to happen in a few weeks time so for for this game week of course i think that that captaining Salah, his effective ownership will probably be approaching 200%, I imagine, this week, something like that. That isn't something I feel comfortable betting against with them. Um, but that's not to say it won't be the case in a few weeks' time. Um, but there are risks involved with it, obviously. I do think the people who went with Havertz this week, I think that's the kind of week you want to be looking for, isn't it? I mean, well, that's what I Man- thought. Yeah, away at Man United, who, who, who last season certainly did pretty well in the big games at keeping things tight and so you look at it this week and they they, they go into they're going to go into Old Trafford but you've got Havertz at home against Norwich City one of the worst offences in the league this was the weekend where I can understand why people did it but I just think it was a pretty brutal week and mm-hmm. and, and, and people who did it really got burned by it I, I didn't foresee that I could see Salah getting a goal assist maybe but to, to get a hat-trick and an assist and um, it's, it's just kind of unbelievable even talking about it now really I, I'd, I'd have captained I mean he did say I would have captained Mount after we got a hat-trick but I'd also have captained Havertz I think if I was going to be mm. picking you know if, if I'd, I think I'd, I tweeted it yesterday saying if, if I'd yeah. had Jota I would have made that move probably even for a hit yeah to bring in Havertz and I probably would have captained him so it hurts but at the same time you know I think the thing people forget with effective ownership is well I don't know if they forget it but what I always feel is that it works both ways right like when you're when you are gambling against a player the okay you've taken a massive rank loss when it doesn't pay off but you gain a hell of a massive rank rise when it when it does come in I think that the difference is I don't think we've had a player like Salah for years who you just you just can't back against him against anyone there's three good teams in the league Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, and City. Everyone else can't stop him. So yeah. it's not an, it's not yeah. an effective ownership argument for me. It's just the fact that he's just absolutely in the form of his life at the moment. Yeah, and that, like we said earlier, that hasn't always been the case. I mean, I can remember kind of looking at this kind of thing last season, thinking, "Oh, Salah's got a trickier fixture. Could I go somewhere else?" And you felt, you know, felt confident enough to to kind of go through with that. But this year feels different, mm. um, and and certainly. This weekend, it's going to take a brave kind of FPL manager to to go against that. I think. I'm going to be very interested to see how many people double down on Havertz because again, he should start up front against Newcastle. Brighton's defensive numbers aren't too bad against City. There's going to be some brave people who look at it and think, you know, Not maybe they're, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, far, they're far down in the rankings. They think, well, the only, people are getting similar teams now. The template's getting quite strong again. Maybe the way to break it is to to back against Salah, but. Luckily for us, we're kind of nestled in the top 100k and we haven't really got to be making those those decisions. I think I'd be maybe more inclined to do it if I was a bit further down. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, because I keep saying to myself, we're, we're in game week nine. You know, it's very, very early days. So continue making the best decisions. Yeah. And if that e happens to be... 180% effective ownership this weekend, then so be it. Um, try and make those gains in other areas would probably be my advice. But again, some people play, I don't, you know, I'm quite a safe manager, I suppose, mm. and other people will be maybe looking at this as an opportunity over the next few weeks. Um, we'll talk about it later, but Brighton are no pushovers, although um, City, you know, the best attacks normally find a way, I suppose. But um, they do, especially yeah, against us. Yeah, you will certainly see. You certainly will see a few, um, maybe City or Chelsea captaincies pop up this weekend. Mm. Uh, people attempting to try and make a bit of ground. Yeah, I mean, Luke. Luke was an interesting one because Luke captain Chilwell. I don't know if you saw. Yeah. So obviously, after the Norwich game, yeah. laugh it. He's just thinking to himself, all I need is for Salah not to go berserk. Yeah. And he does. That's, I mean, that's, you know, I know the Havertz captain is a, a complaining, but also with something like that, you really think you've made some ground up and 
yeah. and then you get punished. Well, that's, no that's why it's dangerous kind of talking about OR on a Saturday night, isn't it? We see yeah. it all the time on the social media and, yeah, you know, things look great on a Saturday. Come Sunday, the, the, the dynamic has changed completely. Um, and that's why it's always better to wait until the end of the game week before, uh, Absolutely. before kind of talking it up, I think. Yeah, but it's, a, it's harsh because um, Chilwell, you know, it was there was a bit of risk attached to it, obviously, with Alonso. But, um, you know, fair, fair play, you know, um, that, that's obviously come through for him. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 that's the thing with the live ranks as well, isn't it? Is that you can't help yourself, yeah. especially now they're updating on FPL and you've got live FPL oh. to check them. You check them, you think, oh, I'm flying. Yeah. And then it just yeah. takes one one player with a good ownership to really bring you back down to earth. Um, Definitely. Yeah, very interesting. Right, let's go back to our normal stuff then. So, yeah, we talked, talked mm. a little bit about the fixtures. We're going to come back to these um, in a bit. Let's just have a look at some player data. So I've just grabbed the kind of the top performing um, XGI players, especially goal involvement players uh, for all matches mm. so far. So Salah's obviously at the top, 8.95. Uh, there's a bit of a drop-off down to Antonio and then to Mane and Jota. So all three Liverpool players featuring highly on this list. And then you've got Vardy. Then you've got Mount sort of climbing up there as well off the back of that that performance. Uh, Ronaldo, Fernandez, Lukaku and Tony. So there's no one, I mean, there's no one really that surprising on there. I mean, Tony's, it's interesting that Tony's featuring on there when he hasn't really been consistently delivering points, but good run of fixtures now. Not sure he's going to enter into our captaincy. Um, decisions, but certainly looking like a good option. It's that um, it's that expected assist total, which mm. is um, pretty impressive for him, isn't it? So you know the xG is 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 fairly kind of average amongst that. Well, quite low amongst that list, but it's his kind of his creative um, yep. kind of numbers as well, really giving it a bit of a lift. Um, but it's, I mean, it's one of the promising. things. It's one of the things that Salah's added to his game this year, though. I mean, he's expected yeah. assists. Um, you know, mm. being one point nine six is his second best, yeah. second best in the league. Uh, no, sorry, yeah. third best in the league to Fernandez and, and Mount. Um, five assists this season, like, he, and mm. and you saw him in his interview after the after the game. He he kind of said, "I could have had a shot." He, I think he even said, "Like oh, I probably would have scored, or I would have scored." But you know, I gave it gave the ball to Naby and and let him do it. Like, <laughs> you know, he's he's kind of got that. We've always yeah. regarded Salah and Mane as these kind of very selfish players, but now he's adding assists as well. It just yeah. boosts his appeal even further. Well, and Liverpool's as well. I mean, they've just taken up another level this year, haven't they? Um, from what they have been on the season's gone. I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit, but the attacking numbers are just crazy for them so far. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, over the last four, <clears throat> not too much change. Salah Antonio still first and second. Foden creeps up there uh, this time, 2.62 yeah. um, to Antonio's 3.22 and Salah's 4.67, expected goal involvement. Uh, and then we've got Swimming Son, 2.51. Then we've got some interesting names. We've got King up there, 2.49. Mount, uh, Benteke, uh, Townsend, Firmino. So, yeah, a few different players. I mean, Josh King, I mean, incredible performance from from Watford. Obviously, this is a captaincy video and we're not going to be endorsing captaining uh, uh, Josh (laughs) King. But I guess, like, one of the things is Watford, right? Watford Watford and Norwich, we've kind of tipped to be these kind of whipping boys of the division. But they showed against Everton that maybe we've got to take them a little bit more seriously. Yeah, I mean Ranieri. His first game was against Liverpool, wasn't it? When they when they lost five 0 but he had had limited time working with the team. I think a lot of them have been away on international duty, and he actually said in his interview after the Everton game he had had a proper week with his team on the training pitch. It'd be really interesting to see how that develops. Um, if he can get that team spirit going, he can keep them, you know, relatively tight at the back. They've, they've definitely got players going forward in Saar and, and King who can can cause problems. So yeah, that's one one to monitor. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, maybe we shouldn't throw them in with, uh, with with Norwich and Newcastle for a while to see how we that, de- no, that and kind of develops. This is just how quickly things can change around. I mean, they're getting beaten yeah. by Liverpool soundly, and then they're playing a team like Everton and winning I, again. I think it just shows the gulf between between the top three sides this year and then everyone else. Oh yeah, it's hard to judge teams when they play those sides. I mean, look at Brighton. You know, they're just c- yeah. completely torn apart at, at times. Had a good second half actually, but we're, talk- yes. we're talking of talking of City. I mean, Foden's on the list. I mean, he's third. On this list of, of expected goal voting over the last over the last four games, uh, three goals, one assist, expected goals of one point eight eight, and expected assists of zero point seven four, which is one of the best in the league. Only uh, Mount and Antonio, amazingly enough, um, can beat that. Uh, and oh my, Townsend as well. Townsend's up there. So okay, there's, there's a couple of players. Um, but what do you, you make of Foden? Do you think he is it is now the time to start thinking of him as a as a captaincy contender? Well, it's, well, he's been excellent, hasn't he? Um, he a little really, bit uh, lucky. A little bit lucky with some of his goals. Oh, in terms of, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll oh, know for sure, yeah. I mean, um, I was an, I'm an owner and um, that, that goal, the third one, wasn't it, which took the deflection from yeah. Jesus' shot. Which I don't know how much he knew about it. And it was a bit of a surprise when it was on in the background. I was making some dinner and it was kind of, I wasn't even thinking about it. And suddenly it popped up that it was a Foden goal. I was like, what? what? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but in terms of his general play, he's been excellent. And he mm. looks so good leading the line as well, which um, I didn't. I didn't think. I, I, I didn't know how he would play there, but his but his movement, his link up play with um, Grealish and Jesus, so good. And I think it, 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 I mean it's dangerous saying this with a, with a Pep side, but it feels like it's hard to drop him at the moment, um, doesn't it? It seems like he's just um, he's just taking it up a level. There'll be some rotation. There's bound to be, but um, I think I think he looks he looks pretty good in that front three for for starting the majority of games right now. I think he had eight shots in the box at the weekend as well, which um, which tells you it all, doesn't it? Um, I think it's, it's similar to, to Bernardo Silva as well. I think they they're just at the moment yeah. what, the, the the kind of the the relationship they've got and the chemistry they've got and, you know, they, they mm. bomb forward, they come back, they're, you know, creating for other players, they're doing everything right. I mean, Grealish is, is still playing well, but it wouldn't yeah. surprise me to see him coming out of the team. Jesus and Mares, I still think there's going to be a bit of rotation there, but I, I just don't see how they, mm. how he can drop Foden and Silva at the moment. They, no. they just seem so key yeah. to what they're doing. Yeah, I think Foden looks like he's the, he's kind of got to the front in that number nine role, doesn't he? Although it's not a typical number nine role because he's dropping all over the place. Yeah, it's but, a straight but, but, for that, but for that spot anyway. It's um, almost like, a, it's, 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 he's, he's almost turning into like a David Silver, isn't he? He's kind of just all over the place, you know. Yeah, he's got he's got that freedom, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, to, kind, to kind of roam a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always going to be, in terms of a captain, it's always going to be... It's always going to be difficult going in and giving him the armband because you're you're always going to have in your back of the mind of that the rotation that Pepper's traditionally kind of um, handed us FPL managers. It's it's made it very difficult for us to do that. It's getting to the point now where it's becoming more certain. I think we can start, but is it at the point really mm. where we can go in with that absolute confidence? And because there's always that danger with Foden that he could come on for a one pointer with 15 yeah. minutes to go or something like that. And um, maybe if Salah wasn't performing at his, the level that he's at at the moment, he would be, you know, we'd be talking about him more. But at the moment, he kind of feels um, he feels just like a good good team option. He still he was still a differential prior to uh, the weekend. I'm not sure what his ownership's like now. Um, yeah, so it's gone up. I think it was just below five at the yeah. weekend because we, we included him in the differentials on the site and it was very much borderline. So that's rising, what, 15, 20% by the weekend probably. Um, but a great option. Um, at City, I suppose, I've, I've previously looked at De Bruyne 
because he, he's the you always thought of him as the most nailed option but of <laughs> course he was benched at the weekend wasn't it no, i wasn't expecting um, that i was not expecting no that. and i was chatting to neil about it earlier and we kind of thought you know immediately my initial reaction oh he's got a niggle or he's got a knock or something but i don't think that was the case i think they're maybe just managing his workload after coming back from injury um seemed an unusual game to do it though um especially as he got taken off in europe early as well mm. Um, because now you but, think, is he going to start in the cup? And then if he starts at the cup, is he then going to miss the? Yeah. This is always this is always the issue, isn't it? You try and start predicting what what Pep's yeah. going to do, and you you fall you you fall short. But De Bruyne is and, an interesting uh, one because he's had the injury concerns, mm. so there, there does feel like there is a bit of management going on there. Yeah, I think you're right, and but I think when you see what you kind of want to see as an owner is when he doesn't play, the team not play so well. So you think, oh, he's going to come back in, mm. but when they play like yeah. they do. Bernardo Silva and Gundahan as well, who Pep loves um, in that kind of eight role. It's, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a tough one now. I mean, you'd expect De Bruyne to play more often than not still, but that just, um, it's quite, it, it doesn't happen very often that De Bruyne has dropped to the bench unless he's got a knock. Um, so that's kind of something to monitor over the coming weeks. Normally he is my go-to City option in terms mm. of captaincy. Um, but maybe Foden has closed the gap. A I little. think he has. I, th- I think it's hard to make mm. a case for paying that extra, what, four million, yeah. or close to four million for De Bruyne when you've got Foden mm. there playing yeah. further up the pitch and, and in the form he is. Um, what, I, what do you think about what do you think about Palace as? Like, um, I mean, they've looked pretty good this year, haven't they? Yeah. Would you be hesitant captaining somebody against them? Or? I, w- I would be if it w- if they weren't playing for City or Liverpool. Yeah. Because I, I think it, all all the stats and all the everything just gets kind of blown out the window when when these when these teams play against one of these top sides. And do I expect Palace to give City a a good game? I imagine so. They they seem well organised. They're up for it. They've got mm. some good players in the side. Can I still see City scoring three or four goals even if a good Crystal Palace team turn up? Absolutely. So I, I, th- I think yeah. I think Foden is a is a consideration this week. I think he's he's probably the only one for me that I'd, I'd be looking at. We're going to talk a bit about some teams data in a minute and that'll kind of sell, may, might sell a few people towards Mount and Havertz. But I do wonder if, if Mount is a bit of a flash in the pan. He's not really delivered consistently as, a, as an FP option, whereas Foden has yeah. tend to do quite well when he's played. And yeah. Havertz, I mean, is, is kind of the ultimate troll for a lot of people, uh, myself included, last year. So yeah. for, think, for me, um, it's, it's, it's yeah. Foden is the one that I like. Yeah, I think Mount, I think that, you know, obviously the hat-tricks like, fantastic maybe a little bit fortunate with that penalty that you got to retake but it, but it's obviously great for for his owners and that but you need to look at what's happened before that as well i think he traditionally what does he score about six or seven goals a season he's, he's still a young player so he's improving consistent yeah yeah kind of ticking over but never 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 than, explosive exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah and i think he had got five points in the four matches before mm. the weekend albeit he had been having limited minutes and stuff off the bench so um that maybe isn't quite so fair saying that but it just kind of highlights that nailing a haul you know i don't think he's going to be consistently racking up double digits no. should i say but but for that price you don't need him to you need him to tick along and um he's probably the most nailed option in the attacking midfield spots for for chelsea isn't he so yeah good option still um but the captaincy yeah i don't think yeah, he's maybe, quite at that level yeah. well let me see if i can change your mind uh we've got some <laughs> uh, some stats here on the worst teams uh, in the league so at the top of the xg conceded in the league is newcastle uh, they've yeah. conceded 20 goals, which isn't as bad as Norwich, um, but it's it's the worst XG conceded. Uh, they concede a majority of their chances from the centre, um, quite a few from the right, and then and less on and less on the left. So if you're looking at kind of the the left wing spot, which Mount 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 kind of does tend to drift kind of along everywhere, but 
I do think maybe Reece, this could be a good game for Reese James again. Um, you know, with 37 chances created uh, down. If he, if down he right starts, side. yeah. If he starts, well, that's again, it's always <laughs> always a problem with with, with yeah. that. But yeah, um, oh no, sorry. If if it's chance because he's done the right side, it'd be the left side side. So it'd be Chilwell owners that would be that would be laughing at that. Yeah, yeah, although you can get those di- those diagonal balls yeah. in to target over that side, it's quite a difficult one to read for fullbacks. That chance is conceded, kind of. Yeah, you've got to kind of, you've got to, yeah, you've got to visualize the pitch and then move it around. Yeah, yeah it's, and, it's the left and, hand side. Yeah, and visualize that where's the assist coming through, which is where Chilwell and James are going to thrive. Although Chilwell's goal threat recently has been um, <laughs> maybe maybe he should be treated as a kind of a goal scorer yeah. now rather than four assist. and four, four and four. Yeah, four it's four. mad, isn't it? Yeah. So fair play for anybody who got on board with them. So. Absolutely. Um, down the list, we then got Leeds. So there's, there's quite a big drop off between us. I mean, just, just think though, Norwich are second in the, on this list, but they've just conceded seven goals to Chelsea, and they're still below Newcastle. Mm. Which it just shows how many chances Newcastle are, are giving up. They've got a new manager now. Okay, things might be a bit different. They, you know, did okay against Palace, but I still think they're yeah. they're a real team to target your your attackers with. I think so, and I think Graham Jones as well. It was his first match in charge, but I think he's been the one behind a lot of their tactics mm. all season. You know, he's working closely with Steve Bruce, so I don't think we're going to expect a massive upturn in um, defensive performance. It'd be surprising if the, he suddenly kind of comes in and suddenly they turn into a tight team. So I think that's a good game to target this weekend. Yep. Uh, and then we've got Burnley and Watford. But then get this, then you've got Tottenham, United, Arsenal, yeah. Leicester and Villa. So these are teams which, yeah. you know, I thought would, would probably be fairly tight this season, but just haven't been delivering um, at all. Uh, so, you know, quite far down the list. But it's, it's definitely, at the moment, based on the season data, it's Newcastle and Norwich who you, who you want to be targeting for, for your captains and, 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 and the like. Um mm. So Norwich have got Leeds, again, difficult. We don't know if Rafinha's going to be fit yet. We'll probably get some news on that. And they've got no one else yeah. to really consider. But I guess if Rafinha's no. fit, he could be someone um, to look at. But Yeah, it doesn't, feel like it's, it doesn't feel like it's quite ticking for Leeds yet this season, does it? In an attacking sense. Um, missing, missing Bamford, I think. And um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'd feel, even if Rafinha's fit, I think it would be... Um, It'd be a bit of a punt, wouldn't it? I think sure actually stick, stick the armband on him um, because that, it's just not clicking for them. I think someone compared uh, Rafina to Schrodinger's cat, which is he's he's the only player who's simultaneously injured and not injured, or just all the time. Like you never really yeah. know. Like he's injured and he turns up. He's not injured yeah. and he gets injured. It's he's a, he's a paradox. Uh, that man, not someone who I think I would be advising uh, people to. Uh, to captain uh, over. So over the last four weeks, it's a bit different. United are actually bottom. In terms of XG conceded, the game against yeah. Liverpool uh, certainly they were, they, they, they were 19th for non-penalty XGC yeah. going into the weekend. Regardless of that, so okay, the Liverpool game isn't going to help you, but they were bad before that. So, really um, does show just how, just how yeah. bad they've been, been defensively. So people who own Son and Kane this mm. week, um, you're not going to be captaining them, but of course they could be very good options for your teams as well. Um, and then I think they've got Everton who have just shipped five after that. And then the fixtures get really good after that. So although, although Tottenham, you know, what we wanted them to was really impress us this weekend and that didn't happen, did it? So Absolutely. Uh, and then we've got Watford, uh, 8.01 and Villa, 7.74. And then Norwich, 6.99. So I think if you take out, well, I don't think, if you take out the, the absolute carnage that was the Chelsea game, they're kind of doing okay. But... When you, it was a combination of just Chelsea being absolutely superb and, and Norwich falling apart, and that's why I think captain players just from these three sides, I just don't think we're going to see any punts from people captain players from anyone else. Maybe United for their for their for their good fixture run, but 
I certainly mm. won't be. I, I can't see myself doing a Trossard captain this this year. Let's put it that way. No, but the landscape does change. So you know, um, maybe when I the hope African it does. Cup of Nations, maybe when the African Cup of Nations yeah. are, are on and it removes that kind of go-to option, maybe that will be the point where people are thinking if they are a little bit behind, or it might create a few opportunities. So, yeah, which would I hope be good, so. Which would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of the best teams, so just looking at the, the season, I mean, City are just miles clear. They've only conceded six <laughs> six on the XG. Uh, then Brentford doing amazingly well, 9.2. Wolves, 9.77. And then it's Palace, 9.83. So Palace ahead of the likes of Liverpool and Chelsea um, for, for season data. So people considering Foden and De Bruyne and these City assets, you know, I've, I've predicted them to get kind of three or four goals, but We've seen it with Brighton where the stats can be a bit misleading, but on paper, it's not the easiest yeah. game for City Assets. No, I agree. Yeah, and Palace have looked good. They look organised. Um, watched quite a bit of them this season, and they've got Elise coming back in. Zaha's got to come back in as well. They, they, they seem to be. They've really surprised me, actually. Um, I thought they would struggle, and they've, um, they look a good unit with Gallagher in there. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, right, so we I haven't put Salah in the next table because it's... Uh, basically, if I do, there's no point in even talking about it because he beats everyone <laughs> on everything. He's the, yeah. you know, if you look at his stats, if, if, you, if you're basing captaincy on stats, you just cannot go against Salah because he just absolutely wipes all of everyone. Um, I've picked up three players who I wanted to compare, which is Antonio, um, Mason Mount and Phil Foden. I think they're probably the three most likely differential captains if you're if you're looking for someone else i mean obviously we've, we've mentioned Havertz. uh some people might be going back there you might be looking at de bruyne hoping that he's been given a rest and you're going to captain him against against palace uh but these are the three that i like i mean this was just for the, the game week nine stats uh i mean mason mount stats are just off the chart like he's he, he really did put in a, a kind of a hell of a performance um he's got the best expected assists of the three he's got the best expected goals of the three uh his xgi delta is the highest uh, he's yeah. He he just he had a really 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 good game, and I guess the question to you is: Do you think he can he can keep that going? Um, I think he'll tick over. I, I don't think we'll be talking double double figure hauls each week. Um, I think uh, I think he'll be a good option for that kind of money, especially if, if Chelsea have got a good run of fixtures and there is still a few um, left. Although it maybe feels like bringing him in now, maybe. I think Chelsea assets were a couple of weeks ago, really. But um, yeah, I think I think he'll do okay. I mean, the option I like the most off that list for captaincy this weekend is Antonio. Really? Uh, yeah, because um, Villa are poor at the back at the moment. Um, we've been using this three-five-two formation, which I think will flip. I think we'll go back to a back four at the weekend because because it, it hasn't. It's been hit and miss, but it, it certainly didn't work at the Emirates. Um, so I think we'll change back to a back four, and I suppose that's a little bit unpredictable. But we've we've been really bad at defending set pieces against uh, Wolves and against Arsenal. Antonio's goal at the weekend came from a corner, from a Cresswell corner, um, and I think they'll cause problems with Salchek um, and, and or Bonner and players like that from from set pieces. I think that out of those options, I, I do think Antonio is. Um, is, is my favourite one, I think, at the moment. Um, and he got that goal, obviously, at the weekend. Mm. Give him a nice little confidence boost. Well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think um, I think if you're struggling defending crosses into the box, West Ham are the worst team to, to play mm. the following week because their, their, their game plan is based around getting balls into the box from wide areas with Creswell um, and players like Bowen who have got good deliveries as well. So, um, yeah, I think this could be a tricky another another tricky match for Villa. 
Yeah, I think there, there is options. I mean, salary is obviously the, the the most the most obvious pick by far. But I do think in Antonio Mount and Foden, there are players who I wouldn't be surprised if they did outscore him because of the fixtures mm. they've got. Would I recommend captaining one of them and backing against Salah? I, hand on heart, I, I just can't say I can because I just yeah. it's just Salah is is just he's just too good. Would you? Um... Would you use the triple captainship at this stage of the season, as if you're given the form that he's in, if in a single match, are you likely to hold? Well, if if if, if people listeners who follow Black Box, Mark's apprentice Henry this week triple captain Salah. How's that for a move? Did he? he wow. Did. Okay. So... Did indeed. I mean, Mark and I both saw it and thought, well, there's absolutely no way that's going to come off for him. That's you know wasted that chip. Yeah, twenty twenty three points, twenty four points, whatever it was. Hell of a Jeez, hell yeah. of a move. I mean, you know, pe- people who who have are, are, are going to benefit from it. But mm. I, I still, what about Salah in a double game week? What yeah, if he can exactly. carry? What if he can carry in this form and Liverpool do have a double? He could, yeah, he could, he could, he could yeah, break the record for the most points in a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be frightening, couldn't it? I'm, I'm always the kind of manager who will hold it for a double game week, yeah. but just the, the, the way that he's playing at the moment, because there's no guarantees that, that Salah will be playing like he is now no. later on in the season. So it's quite an interesting debate. Um, yeah, I think if 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 he had a non, I mean he had Watford obviously last week and then delivered mm. a, a decent return on that. Um, maybe if Norwich was coming up or Newcastle yeah. home or something like that, maybe. But the the games are the games are good for Liverpool. But I did I, have a look earlier, yeah, just because I know that we're to, everybody's talking about perma captain Sally, aren't they? And I just had a quick look at the fixtures for the next five, and there's not really a fixture where you wouldn't back him in. I don't think. No, no, but triple triple captain mm. might be. Mm. one one step too, too far. much yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome Tom thank you so much uh, if you've enjoyed listening to Tom and the stats uh, make sure you head over to Fantasy Football Scout and sign up to be a premium member you get loads of articles from Tom who does know what he's talking about a lot more than I do uh, transfer oh, planner sure. tools <laughs> you get the live data dashboards uh, you can compare three players like I do with Antonio Mount and Foden um, and you get loads of other members goodies as well. Mark does a members video um, each week as well. So sign up to that today. But for now, Tom, I'm thank you for letting me step in for Joe this week. He'll be back with the captain video next week. Um, but yeah, I think Salah captain all rounds. But if you're brave, fair play to you. <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> not you. No, not us, but anyone who's, anyone who's listening. <laughs> Thanks for watching, Cheers, guys. guys. See you guys. Thanks. Bye.